Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Surviving the Suck podcast. Thank you again for tuning in. I know that so many of you have been enjoying season two so far, and I just want to say thank you so much. Um, this podcast, this opportunity to share with you in this way has just been so awesome because I've met so many amazing people. And thank you for the incredible feedback, all the messages that I get. Um, I just want to take the opportunity to say thank you because, um, you know, once again, I have another amazing, amazing guest with me today uh, for this episode. I am extremely excited about it because this person has been my friend um, for quite a long time. I feel like three years, three, four years. Um, I actually met her at Augustana when I was there and she just right from the bat was such a light to me. Um, I could just tell by her smile, her eyes. She's just a very warm and inviting person. And even when I was going through some of the worst moments of my life, she was there. Like she met me where I was and was just so kind, so loving. And that to me was huge. Um, you know, I talk a lot through the gray matters about starfish throwers, about the people who care about making the difference to one more person. And Ketsia did that for me. She made a huge difference for me when I really needed someone. And so, um, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm going to let her introduce more about her amazing self because she is truly amazing. So we have with us today, Ketsia Faraja, and I'm just super excited to have you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, hello everyone. I'm actually excited to be here today. And it's my first like podcast, so bear with me here. And my name is Katia Foraja. I'm from the Congo, Central Africa, and I'm a senior here at Augustana. And um, I'm double majoring in business and political science. I have two sisters and three brothers. And so, yeah, I have a big family. And mental health to me is such an important thing because where I'm from, you know, I'm from the Congo, um, I'm, I'm from Africa and mental health is really such a different thing. Like mental health is totally different from what we see here in um, America. So my goal has always been to advocate for people who are going through hard stuff, people who are alone, people who suffer depression or you know, so I'm, I'm always open to having this, uh, like having this topic being talked about. Like, I really love to talk about this because, you know, we're the future. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yes. And I love how you said you try to be an advocate and you try to spread awareness because you do that so well. I, I even remember when the gray matter started at Augie, you were one of the first people um, I, I think you either emailed me or you sent me a snap message or something. I just remember hearing from you and you were talking about how great the gray matters was and how much you learned. And it just really, at that point in my life, that was really, really impactful to hear because, you know, when I started the gray matters, it, at times it felt like I wasn't really making a difference. Um, and so to hear that from you was huge. Um, and so something that I'm curious about is, when did that passion for mental health start? Like, when was it that you kind of realized the importance of the topic? Right. So uh, I'm just going to give you a little background of how yes. I grew up. So um, I grew up with a big family, you know. I'm the third in my family. And 
my family were really close. We love each other. My mom is really sweet. Um, but one thing about my family that I realized when growing up, um, we never used to talk about our feelings, you know? And also I was just saying this to my friend, like the word I love you in America is such a normal day-to-day -day word. I grew up hearing I love you on Christmases or, you know, it's not as usual, even though I know my mom loves me to death, but, you know, so I grew up with that world where we just never talk about our feelings. Like you never message your mom, hey mom, I miss you or, you know, so, um, going to college was kind of like the first time I left my family. I've, I left my family, like I've been, I went to a boarding school for a year. So I've left my family before, but this is, I, I left, like, you know, I was like, I'm gonna go for, I'm not gonna see you guys for, I don't know how long. Wow. So um, I guess it brought us closer to my family. And I started to realize that talking to my family about how I was, how I was feeling, um, like it, it made a difference into my life, not only my life, but my mom's life, my sister's lives. And then um, many of my friends started telling me, oh my gosh, you never express yourself. Like you're so in like you close, like you don't really say how you feel. We can't read you. We never know when you're happy or sad. So then I started to, you know, talk to myself. I started um, not only trying to write how I'm feeling, but also trying to understand myself. I feel like when I came to Augie, I started everything from zero. Mm -hmm. Like I had to learn about my feelings. I had to learn about how to express those feelings. And I had to learn about how to read other people's feelings and consider them. And um, yeah, I, I just said, it's time. Like I'm. I don't. I don't have to go through this alone, because I was actually confused. I didn't even know how to call my best friend and be like, "Hey, I'm so depressed. I'm so homesick, or I miss my mom." You know. So um, I said, "You know what? It's time. I do it for myself. I do it from other people. Because if I don't do it, no one is gonna do it." I think that's what hit me the most. It's because no one wanted to do it. And so I said, I'm going to do it. I'm going to reach out because I can't do this alone. And I'm homesick. I need, I need someone. I need, if, sometimes you have so many friends. So you have family. I have a big ass family, but <laughs> I still felt alone. You know, I, I, I still felt like I needed help. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, that's when I started thinking about, I started researching about mental health. And I discovered your um, campaign and what you were doing. And don't don't get me wrong, literally, I I feel like you're just a miracle. I like you are oh. something that I was needing. I was like, this is a sign. You are the sign I was waiting for, and I got it. And I said, I'm gonna get out there. I'm gonna be the difference. And I'm gonna advocate as much. I'm I'm still learning about my own feelings, but I'm also I'm really not. I don't mind helping other people. So we're gonna do it together, basically. <laughs> oh, you're making me really emotional over here. <laughs> I'm not lying. <laughs> I'm just I'm just really really uh, 
really touched by that. Really yeah. touched by that. Um, so much of what you said is super inspiring. Um, not only just because you're a super inspiring person, but just the fact that I could have even had somewhat of an impact on you knowing the impact that you've had on me. <laughs> you've and had such an impact on me. Um, and I feel like that's what we forget. Like we, I'm doing it because other people are also going through it. And me treating myself right is going to make other people treat themselves right too. Even though you don't see it, just by smiling or you know just saying hey good morning next the next day someone else is going to be like you know i can't say good morning to me let me say good morning to someone else mm. you know that's how it goes compared to just like doing it by yourself or deciding to just go through it by your own and that's where we just don't do it right the right way is to do it together mm. Yeah. You are speaking so much truth right now. It. <laughs> this is honestly such an awesome, awesome conversation because every I know everything that you're saying, you truly, truly practice it. Like I, I genuinely remember being very suicidal on campus. And I remember when I would see you, my heart would just not feel so heavy. Like it, it just, when I looked at you, I just knew I had a safe space and I remember you, you barely knew me and you were checking in. You were like randomly messaging me like, Hey girl, I know you do so much for other people. Like, I just want to make sure you're good. And we just had some beautiful conversations and I just want to thank you so much for that because you, everything that you're saying, when you said like you learned that you wanted to be the difference, you were the difference Um, to me, you changed my world. And I, I can't imagine how many other people's lives that you've touched. I, I know it has to be just <laughs> a crazy amount because you are, you're amazing. And, um, you know, I, I even just something that you said that really resonated with me is you said, you know, you have a really big family, you're surrounded by a lot of people, but sometimes you still feel alone. Yeah. And I think so many people can relate to that. Um, especially even through COVID, I feel like loneliness has been such a hard thing for people to overcome. Did you experience that during COVID? Um, or what, what has this whole, I guess, COVID experience kind of been like for you, even while being in college? Um, it, yeah, it was, it was rough. It was really rough also because, um, it was, it was something I wasn't expecting. I mean, none of us was expecting COVID to happen, but it's one thing for COVID to happen when you're not with family. Mm-hmm. I feel like for most people, when it happened, um, going home was such like a reassurance. Like everyone was reassured and, oh my God, I'm with my family, it's okay. Compared to some of us like international students, I just went to my cousin's house. Like I didn't see my mom, I didn't see my, my sisters. And for me, it started because my sister lives in China and she was already telling me how she feels so lonely and how she's so scared. She's sad. She's alone, you know? And so for me, I was already, I was already getting mad. I feel like I started as being mad. And then, and then I just was like, oh my gosh, I'm not with my family. Like I'm, I'm out here with my cousin. I love them, but it's not my mom. Like, Mm. you know so from there also classes like it was too much um 
we all just changed. We went online. So life, I, I guess we started a new life. Mm. And so it was really, I feel like I realized date, like it was important to just say, like say how I'm feeling, reach out to my friends, um, see how they're feeling, reach out to my family, um, try to talk to my family every day. Um, I just, I, I closed up. I was just in my room, either studying or doing stuff at home. So I would say COVID, yeah, um, it made me realize a lot about mental health because I actually researched a lot um, about depression, um, anxiety, because sometimes even hearing the word COVID, I just, I got anxious. Um, I'm just like panicking because I'm like, what if this is the end? Because everyone thought it was the end. And I was like, I would never in my life, I would have thought the end will be without my mom. The end will be without my brothers, my sisters. And so I was like, is this it? Like life is so short. You just, you just don't know what's next tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And we just waste today by not doing the right thing for ourselves. I think that's what I realized the most. Mm -hmm. One thing I realized was, what if this is the end? What did I do today for myself? How did I put myself together back? Like how did I, you know how sometimes you go to bed and you're like, wow, this was a beautiful day. I had such a good vibe with my friends. It was amazing compared to going to bed. Like, oh my gosh, today sucked. Mm -hmm. Today sucked. I blame myself. I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't have said this to these people. Like I shouldn't have acted this way. You know how you do that sometimes. Oh, so yeah. I was like, yeah, this is the end. And what now? Like, what did I do now in the present for me to say, oh my gosh, it's the end, but it's okay. Mm -hmm. I got myself or other people got me, you know? Mm. So that's what came out of me. I started realizing life is really short. I need to do it today mm. for me, for my mental health for my happiness for other people's happinesses or you know just the good things I feel like I took the good things and I said I'm gonna make it happen today because I don't know what's gonna happen tomorrow mm. yeah yeah that's beautiful see I love how you said you know what have I done for myself today yeah. I just I was uh at Starbucks yesterday I met with a friend who she's really going through some stuff and just, you know, she reached out. She's like, I really need someone to talk to. And so we went and got coffee and we just talked for like two hours. And um, something that we both agreed on was, okay, you are going to do three things for yourself every day. One mm -hmm. of them was journaling. The other one was listening to happier music. She listens to a lot of sad music. So it kind of triggers her mental health. And then the third mm -hmm. one was um, she likes to kind of doodle on her iPad. So that was the other one. So I said, I said, okay, those are the three things you're going to do for yourself every day. Are you okay with me holding you accountable each day and texting you and asking you if you got it done? And she's like, actually, yes, I really need that accountability. And then it made me think about myself. And I was like, what do I do for myself in a day? And I'm like, I can't sit here and hold this girl accountable, but I need to be doing more for myself too. So I love that you said that because it's true. Right. 
you know, you're someone that you give a lot of yourself to other people, but it's so important to remember that you can't pour from an empty cup. You have to recharge and refill and it's okay to do that. Mm -hmm. So I I can't imagine how hard it is even for you being in college and having a lot of friends who probably rely on you and lean on you a lot. Um, So what are some things that you even try to do to take care of yourself, even when it's crazy and you just have so much going on? um, What do you try to do just to stay afloat during those times? Right. Um, People would think um, I do like big things, but I just do the smallest things ever. I've I've learned to really know myself a lot and to know what I like and what I don't like, especially when I'm sad. Um, I know I don't like sad music. Like the way you said, it triggers your friends, um, you know. Um, I don't like journaling. Sometimes I like to write, but then some of the times I'm just like, I don't like to journal, but I just like to talk to myself. I would say these days I talk to myself a lot. It would sound crazy. But I'll put music on and it doesn't, my voice is not out, but it's just internally, I'm just like, yeah, it's going to be okay. Or I just try to calm myself. I think of like the good things that I do because most of the time when we're sad, we think about where we sucked, Mm. you know, we try to blame ourselves. Like I shouldn't have done this or, you know, so for me, I try to remind myself, how good I am to some stuff like what what have I done that is good or like what do I like and I I'm listening to podcasts a lot podcasts have changed they've changed my life you know surviving the suck and um I listen to a lot more podcasts and before I go to bed I make sure I listen to a podcast either like affirmations or um, I have this one, it's called My House and I Will Serve the Lord or something. Mm. It's actually like a Christian uh, podcast. I'm also trying to get, you know, different perspective and trying to get closer to God. Mm. So I, I just do different stuff, but I wouldn't say I do one specific thing because I'll be lying. The way people say, oh my gosh, you should journal or I feel like you should just Think about what you like and go with what you like. Yes. Because everyone's experience is different. I know my roommate likes to write journal a lot, but I just say, no, that's not for me. Mm. And my healing is not journaling. Maybe my healing is just laying on my bed and listening to a podcast or listening to a gospel song, you know? Yes. Yes. You are so spot on. Um, Wow. Yeah. Because like you said, there really is no one size fits all because everyone's so different. And I love how you said too, there's so many good points here. Um, (laughs) You're, you're just hitting, you're hitting every point. It, you know, where you said, do what you like, because especially when you're in a mental health episode or you're just really in the suck, you know, don't push yourself to do things that you really don't like, you know, And I will say sometimes it's hard because sometimes I don't always want to go to therapy, but I know that I should, but like, Mm -hmm. even outside of those things, when, in terms of self-care, um, you know, yeah. Listen to the podcast that you like, listen to, you know, like, like you said, I don't like journaling either. So I, I've tried to avoid it So I found other ways to do things when I'm struggling that I do look forward to. And Mm -hmm. 
even sometimes if that's just like a Netflix show or whatever it is, just to have your time, just to literally block out everything and just be focused on this, whatever it is, it's important um, because you are important. So I love that you said that because there literally, there's no one size fits all. I wish there was, Mm -hmm. but what you are going to use for your self-care, it might not work for me. So yeah, I, yeah, I just love that you touched on that. Super important. Yeah. And also that podcast is called As For Me and My House. Oh, so, okay. Out there. <laughs> I, I'm going to check it out. I'm going to check it out. Cause, cause I mean, we've, we've talked a little bit about our faith too. And, yeah. um, you know, not everyone believes in God, but I'm someone who does. Mm-hmm. And even the power of prayer for me has been really powerful, um, in my mental health journey, because if you think about it, prayer is meditation. Um, and we all know how good meditation even is for your brain, but just to have those moments with God for me really helps me. Um, and so I, I always, you know, I always talk to believers who sometimes are in this suck too. I'm, I'm like, Hey, um, this, you having a mental health problem has nothing to do with your relationship with God, but spending some time with him, sometimes it honestly won't hurt you just to have that moment with God, I think is, is really cool too. This is funny, Haley, but <laughs> literally, this is so funny, but that's exactly how I've been feeling. And and this is because of you. Remember how we went to um, the, the thing that we went to? Oh, the retreat? The retreat. Yeah. And I think from there, I just started to realize like, yeah, whatever I'm going through doesn't, doesn't it doesn't have any relationship to my like relationship with God. Yeah. But again like I just I'm starting to realize I grew up in a Christian house Mm -hmm. and it's just that comfort and that like that hope Mm, yeah talking to God and believing that you know God has done so much for me and I actually took that for granted until I'm starting to realize like there's some pieces that I need to put together for my healing and God is part of that like he's mm-hmm. part of the pieces that I'm missing and the pieces that I, I was forgetting or maybe denying because in America, it's not cool to be too Christian or to say God out loud or, you know, mm-hmm. so, you know, I'm finding my pieces and I'm like, oh yeah, God, I've been taking him for granted, but it feels like I need him more than I thought I didn't before. Oh yeah. So, yeah. I said like, Everyone has different ways to heal, you know. I personally just went back um, in my head. I'm just going to say, like, I went back in my own head trying to figure out, like, what am I living? What am I missing? What have I been avoiding? Mm -hmm. You know, what do I need to to touch on to be able to, like, to be on the right place, like, the right space for my own, like, own safety or my own being like well-being you know mm. so yeah it's, it's it's just funny that you said it because I've been thinking about it yeah wow. a lot. well what what a what a god moment honestly yeah. that's that's amazing mm-hmm. yeah I, I've been praying for you too um ever since we went on that retreat together because obviously you're just one of my favorite people so um I always keep you keep you close <laughs> to my prayers um because yeah you're right it yeah. you know I think growing up, you know, I went to a small private Catholic school. And I think a lot of the times when I was struggling mentally, 
I kind of had this idea that it was because of my relationship with God. And as I've gotten older, I've realized I was always really close with God. Like I never, especially in middle school, I never had a, a problem with God. It I was always really close. It's just that I actually had mental health problems. So um, for me, something that I've had to come to terms with, and even I've talked to my therapist about, because she kind of infuses faith and therapy and it works really well for me. And yeah. she's told me, she's like, it's okay to need God and a counselor. Like it's yeah. okay to, to have both, right? Like if you broke your leg, you would go to the doctor. Um, you wouldn't break your leg because of your relationship with God. And, you know, it's the same way with our brain. When we talk about mental health, we're talking about brain health. So yeah, I just, I love that you said that too, because, um, you know, it, it has nothing to do with your relationship with God. It's, it's literally something in your head that you have to take care of and take care of yourself. Yeah. It's the most important thing. Yeah. And something else that I, I want to bring up. So you, a little bit ago, um, you talked about how during the COVID pandemic, you felt like it was the end and it was a very anxious time. Cause I remember at one point it was so scary that I remember thinking, what, if, yeah, what if this really is the end? And I was actually talking with my life coach about this um, cause I have a life coach now, which is really weird, but anyways, he's great, but I was talking to him and he had me do this exercise that I thought was just really cool where he had me close my eyes and put my hand over my heart. And he basically said, imagine this scenario, imagine you are 97 years old and you get wheeled into this place, this building and you find out it's a surprise party and all your family and your friends are there and all the people that you love and truly care about. And you're in a wheelchair. So they wheel you in and they put you on this platform. And he says, then imagine one by one, every person in that room comes up to you and tells you the impact that you had on their life. And he said, what would you want people to say about you? Wow. <laughs> and I, I started bawling. I mean, I, I'm sitting there with my eyes closed and like my hand over my heart and I'm imagining this and I'm just like, wow. And so I told him and he said, that's how you should live your life. Right. And I was like, oh, wow. And then he said, but on the flip side, he's like, what would you want to say about yourself? And I was like, oh my <laughs> gosh, you know how hard it wow. is? To have positive self-talk. And and I feel yeah. in today's society, we talk so down to ourselves. Mm -hmm. um, have you ever had that issue? And like, how did you learn to try to build yourself up or like have positive self-talk or spread like self-love and acceptance? Like, how have you navigated that? Especially as a woman in today's society. Mm -hmm. Um. Like, honestly, and this is why I always tell my friends, like, we, we try to look at the failures more than the wins. Like, you know, I, and that's how it used to be. I just used to look at all my failures and never look at my, my accomplishments and all the good things I've done mm -hmm. or all the good things I've, I've been through, you know? And I think one day I just, and my friends, sometimes my friends just look at me and they're like, what? Because I just, I say, I say this, I 
I re- and this is why I told you, like, I talk to myself a lot because I'm trying to understand every type, like every deep, like every feeling that I'm feeling, every small thing that is coming out of my head. Mm-hmm. I just want to understand it. And I want to understand it because, yeah, as you said, like society has changed us a lot. Like I'll, and I'll go on Instagram, for example, without even realizing it, it changes my mood because I'm seeing all these perfect people and I'm seeing all these good things people are going through. I'm seeing all these happy people thinking I'm going to, for me in my head, I think I'm just going to Instagram to see people, but emotionally without realizing it, I'm harming myself because I'm trying to compare how everyone is happy compared to me. Like I'm just looking at people going to Mexico, to the Maldives. And I'm like, here I am here in Rock Island. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> so then, yeah. And so, sitting 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 by myself and thinking about that made me realize oh my god i wake up and i go to instagram i don't realize that it's actually impacting my emotions and from there in the morning just by opening up my phone and going on instagram already ruined my day because i'm just going to be sad without knowing why i'm sad mm-hmm. i'm like sad or why am i feeling like this and it's just those small things that we like we don't even pay attention to is what actually you know like it's what's messed up like it's what that's what's messing me up at least for me mm-hmm. so then i i don't go to the big things i don't think about like all the big details i just think about the small details and try to repair those small details and then go from there and then also because most of the time I'm so, I'm really misunderstood. I'm a woman, like, I was just reading a, a, like a thing and I actually took a screenshot and it's about like, you know how for women already, women, we're always portrayed at like, everything that we do is like exaggerated. Like everything that I would do as a woman, people would just think I'm exaggerating or, you know, mm-hmm. so then, Put that to me being black, me being an international student. Um, so anything that I would do is just like, why are you acting like this? Or so then I'll, I'll also go back and but go back home and I'll blame myself and I'll be like, why am I doing this? Mm-hmm. Compared to thinking, why do they think I'm acting like this? Mm-hmm. You know, maybe. Maybe the issue is not me. Maybe the issue is how they're they're portraying me or, you know. And that quote is, I'm just going to read it real fast. Yeah. I I hate that Black women can't express emotions without having an attitude. Everyone else gets to be exhausted, disappointed, and frustrated. But for Black women, it's an attitude, you know. Yeah. Anything that I do, like, why do you have that attitude? Or why are you acting like this? Mm. So I think for me, I just, I stopped hearing people and I started hearing myself more. Whatever people told me, if somebody tells me, why do you have an attitude? I'd be like, you have an attitude. I do not have an attitude. Yeah. You know, if you, if they try to, and then I also understood that sometimes people just hurt people, hurt people. Like they just trying to, whatever they're going through 
also to put it on me. Mm-hmm. You know? And so the way I dealt with with that, again, as I said, it's just hearing myself and stop hearing what people say, mm-hmm. whatever they think I'm acting, because the way I'm acting, the way for me, I think I'm acting is right. And it's okay if any, if it's okay if people don't think you're acting right, but it's fine if for you, you think you're acting right. If that makes sense. That yes. Yeah. I, I hear you 100%. And I'm really sorry that that's been a huge part of your experience because that's right. not fair, you know? And, and I also, it sucks that that's part of the narrative and the stereotype. I don't know. It just, it, it's hard for me to hear you even talk about it because I can't even imagine how you feel one, but also like you are allowed to express your emotion in whatever way without having people immediately pin you as, um, you know, over-exaggerating or pin you as having an attitude when you're just simply showing your emotion and being transparent. So I'm, I'm actually really glad that you said you kind of have flipped it around and you didn't shut down. Like I I'm, I'm really proud of you for just being able to say, actually, no, I'm going to continue to show my emotions in this way, but now I'm going to question how, why you're even saying that, right? Like, I'm going to question why you're pinning that on me. Um, that, that's pretty powerful. And you should be proud of yourself. Thank you. And I think, yeah, many people should actually consider that. I think that changed my life. Like, mm-hmm. not if somebody gives me, like, if someone just says something to me, something bad, to me like something bad or maybe if somebody tells me you're so rude to me I don't tell myself oh my gosh I was so rude I just I just look at them and I'm like was I really rude or you're going through something that makes you think I'm gonna be rude to you yeah you know yeah oh if somebody tells me why do you seem mad Mm. and I'm like I don't think I'm mad Maybe you're going through something that makes you think someone is mad at you. And then you're projecting that onto me thinking I'm mad at you, you know, if yeah, that, makes sense. that absolutely makes sense. And I also feel like, um, you know, even just as a woman, it's very difficult because I feel like we always get labeled with RBF, like resting bitch face. And it's like, if we're not smiling all the time, it's very, people take us as very rude and, and cut off. And then mm-hmm you know, add into the mix too, that like, as a black woman, that is even amplified even more. Like that narrative is amplified even more. Um, at least from what you've told me, you know, here and and in other conversations. So I'm just really glad that you started to listen to yourself in that, because that takes a lot of courage. That takes a, a ton of courage. And I was just even having a conversation with someone that I work with who has similar experiences as you. And, you know, she was telling me, She's like, you know, sometimes people will say things to me and I'll take a step back. But I realized that my brain literally operates differently than someone else. So to them, that question to someone else might not seem very harsh or direct. But to me, it was taken differently because of my experiences and the things that I've been through. And I was thinking about that and I was like, wow, that's actually really important that everyone has a different brain resiliency even like the things that you've been through or just the way that your brain operates understanding the way that you receive things and how you even give to others um it's just really important to be self-aware so i'm I'm glad that you are so self-aware um and it's unfortunate that you know it's taken certain situations to even get to that point right but 
you're just, you're awesome. You're just so strong. And I love that you continue to be transparent and just kind of turn it around and just say, I'm not going to stop showing my emotions because yeah. you easily could. Yeah. It's kind of like, and also this is why I never take anything personal because mm-hmm. sometimes I put myself into people's shoes. I'm like, if I'm having a bad day and I'm also going to try to be rude to people. Like I know sometimes I have a bad day and I don't want to talk to anybody. And if somebody talks to me, I'm rude that I know and so whenever I'm like I'm good but someone else is not is going through their bad day I put myself in their shoes and I'm like if this person is being mean to me I know they don't mean it because they're actually hurt or they're going through something so whatever they tell me I'm not gonna take it personal and that's what changed too don't take everything personal because whatever people are going through you've been through the same thing and you would have liked people to take whatever you say to them as Haley was mad. Haley was going through a bad day. It's okay. She didn't mean what she said. Yeah. You know, and that's what I also do. Like if I talk to someone and they're mean to me, I'm like, it's okay. Take a step back. It's fine. Because if I actually start thinking of how you were mean to me, it's going to affect me one way or another. I'm going to find myself either sad because someone talked bad, to me or someone had an attitude with me you know mm-hmm. so I just don't, I don't take anything personal anymore because whatever you're going through I go through the same thing and trying to understand each other trying to find that balance of like didn't mean to hurt me or mm-hmm. you know yeah that's beautiful that's really beautiful that you have the perspective to do that and the, and the self-awareness because I I still find myself sometimes that I, I take things too personally and you're right. Most of the time it isn't even about us. It's about what they've been through or what they're going through. Um, and so that is really, really important. Yeah. It's really important. So yeah, you, <laughs> you just, every time I talk to you, I feel like I learned so much and I just learned so much from you anyways, cause you're, you're such an advocate, even on social media. Um, and just everything that you post, it's just so insightful. I feel like I just am constantly learning from you. Um, so I just want to take a second to thank you for the person that you are. Thank you for the advocate you are. Um, and just the way that you use your voice, because, you know, I, I tell everyone this, but I'll I'll tell this to, especially you, you don't have to use your voice, you know, like you are choosing to every day to wake up and be a force for good, a power for good, a starfish thrower, and I just personally want to thank you for that. Cause I know it's, I know it's hard. It's not easy. Um, and you just continue to inspire me every day. Thank you. So do you, so do you. No, no, this is about you. This is about you. This is not about me, <laughs> but um, yeah, I just, I really appreciate you and uh, the person that you are. Cause like I said, you, you truly practice what you preach. So really, really proud of you. Um, I, I try to. Yeah, you know, you you really do. And I feel like you are someone that you truly see people, you hear them and you love them in their yeah. darkest moments. And that not everyone is like that. And we need more of that in today's society. Um, and even like you said, with social media, you know, the suicide rate, if you look at the suicide rate and the rise of social media, you'll find that the suicide rate has risen by 30% since social media came into existence. And what you said, you know, it's the highlight reel. It's, it's seeing 
everyone else's perfect lives, their perfect bodies, their perfect everything, perfect job, yeah. vacation, whatever it is, right? And you're sitting there and you're like, I'm in Rock Island, you know, I and I'm, you know, <laughs> like I'm still living the dream, you know, it's fine, but I'm not in Mexico or wherever, not on a beach. But it's true, it, it's identifying those triggers. Um, and so I feel like there are a lot of people who are in the suck right now. And, you know, we've talked a little bit about the suck um, just in our own lives, but what advice would you give to anyone who is surviving the suck um, just in a hard place right now? Um, I have a quote that I really like, and um, it's it goes, everything you've ever wanted is on the other side of fear. Mm. I feel like everyone should we don't we don't really understand this quote like i'm gonna read it again everything you have ever wanted is on the other side of fear one thing i'm just gonna tell people is make sure you take care of yourself because no one is gonna take care of yourself make sure you put yourself first and because your your emotions everything that you go through matters and they shape you and they shape the person that you are and it's okay sometimes like to be sad it's okay sometimes to go through um whatever life is making you go through we all go through the same things but reach out to people you know reach out to us reach out to me i'm always free um to talk to anyone and you know the the thing that you think the fear that that is inside your heart, like that fear that is, is making you not wanting to open up or wanting to talk to someone, just you want to stay in your room. That fear is what's blocking you and you need to like let go. Like you need to, how can I say that? Like you need to pass that, like the, the big, um, I don't know how to say it. It's kind of just like there is a wall of fear that you think if you go to someone, if you go talk to someone, they're not going to understand you or they're going to judge you. Mm -hmm. Or sometimes I also don't want to talk to people because I'm like, I don't want to disturb them with my issues. And that's the fear that I'm talking about. That's the fear that, you know, and if you, if you pass that fear, you're actually going to, you're going to find everything you've ever wanted. And that's why the, that quote is really important because everything you've ever wanted is after that fear. Mm -hmm. And we all have that fear and we decide to walk past that fear and we decide to eliminate that fear in our lives to be better. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That you know, we give up, don't give up on yourself. Um, because if you give up on yourself, that means um, you're you're losing. Like, how can I say that? Like, you have so much more to life than giving up. And like I said, like everything you've ever wanted is after that fear of thinking, I can't talk to my friend because she's not gonna understand me, or I don't want to talk to her because I don't want to tell her, like, waste her time or. Because some sometimes when I talk to someone, I feel like I'm just I'm just telling them so much about me and I'm not hearing back from them. Mm. So 
just don't give up. Um, love yourself. Try to find yourself. Talk to yourself. Everyone has different experiences. My experience might not be your experience, but if you listen to yourself, if you find what you love and what you don't, you know, love, mm. you, you get there. <laughs> and reach out. Reach out. You might not know this, but so many people want to help, you know. So don't be scared to reach out. Reach out to me. I'm, I'm very free to talk, to talk to you and open up. Yes, and you are because you've done that for me so many times and I can't thank you enough. You are such a gift. And I love that you said, don't be afraid of the fear that kind of lays between you and someone else going to someone and, and telling telling them what's going on because it is, it is scary. I have times where I don't necessarily want to talk to my family or my friends about it because there's just this weird wall there, like you said. And once you start to break that down, as scary as it might seem, you will feel so much better afterwards. And I was just talking to a coworker about this today and they said, you know, that monster in the dark, once you shed light on it, it'll scare you away. Right. Like, and, and I just love that kind of analogy because it's true um once you shed light on something and you start to actually open up and talk about it the monsters kind of scurry away and so um that was just resonated with me because it it shows that once you talk about it you will feel so much better so like Ketsia said reach out um and don't be afraid to reach in too like you said as well it's all about not giving up on yourself and knowing that you are important and you were so worthy of love, worthy of healing, worthy of a better, happier, healthier life. So if you're in this place that you just don't feel that, then talk to someone who can remind you. And even if you need a daily reminder, you know, reach out to us, reach out to someone that you trust, because even if you can just give 10%, someone else can give you the 90 to carry you through today. And then the next day you just keep surviving. And if that's your only goal for every day is just to survive right now, then do that. Just do the best you can. Um, and, and like Ketsia said, don't give up on yourself. So thank you so much Ketsia for being here and sharing your beautiful story. I, I, I'm like literally at a loss of words, which doesn't happen a whole lot on here, but you were just so honest and shared so many important things uh, just about your experience, about helping other people. And I know that someday when your family and your friends throw you a surprise party and they're going up one by one and telling you the impact that you had on them in the world, I can just tell you that so many people are going to look you in the eye and tell you that their lives were better because you were in it. And I know I can definitely say that just as someone who considers you a close friend and I love you. I'm always here for you. Um, and thank you so much for doing this again. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me and trusting me. And I honestly hope I helped somebody and I hope some of my words are actually helping you going, going, feeling better through what you're going through. I think a lot. So some of my words just come out, you know, <laughs> but yeah. Thank you so much. Of course. Yeah. God is always working through you. I, I, I know that. So thank you again. Um, and to everyone listening, 
continue to survive the suck. And even if you're thriving in the suck, do something nice for someone else today. Um, check in on that friend that you've been worried about. Send that funny TikTok to someone who needs it. Just do something nice for someone in whatever way that might look like, big or small, you will make an impact on the world around you. So we love you. We are praying for you. And we hope that you continue to survive the suck. Thanks again for listening. And we'll see you next time.